0: You're tuned in to The Three Pixels Podcast. This episode is produced by Alan Taylor. Hi, welcome back to The Three Pixels. I've been finding myself in that post oscars cinematic lull, With the exception of a couple of movies, the theatre's been slim pickings. So, let's have a look at what's been going on in the world of Netflix. As the dominant movie and TV streaming service, with an estimated viewer pool of 300 million, Netflix has been putting in work to keep people in front of their home televisions, or laptops, or phones, if you're the type of person that watches movies on their phone. Mm -mm. Netflix continues to put out movies and shows at a pace that would be physically impossible for anyone to keep up with. Last year, Netflix had spent over 8 billion on original content with David Wells, Netflix's CFO, stating that there will be over 700 shows added in 2018. And coming up we've got new seasons of Stranger Things, The Crown and Black Mirror to look forward to. But not only that, Netflix seems to be doing two important things to combat competitors. Firstly, fighting cinema on its own turf. Netflix has been investing in cinema to the point where Alfonso Cuaron's Roma not only got a substantial amount of Oscar nominations, it was the favourite to win Best Picture. Obviously, there has been resistance to this from the community of die-hard theatre defenders, most notably Spielberg saying, Once you commit to a television format, you're a TV movie. You, you, you certainly, if, if it's a good show, deserve an Emmy, but not an Oscar. I don't believe that films that are just get, give, are given token qualifications in a couple of theaters for less than a week should, be, should qualify for, for the Academy Award nomination. That being said, the old guard is shrinking, which is evident in Netflix's entry into Cannes and now the Oscars. So let's for argument's sake say that Netflix is comfortably on the way to having quantified quality original content in their library. I don't think cinema is eating any of Netflix's lunch. So who is, who is Netflix worried about? You may have heard that last Wednesday, the 19th of March, the Walt Disney Company finally closed the deal, acquiring Rupert Murdoch's entertainment business, 21st Century Fox, for $71 billion, vastly stretching the boundaries of Disney's media empire. Look Simba, everything the light touches is our kingdom. Wow. Let's have a quick look at what Disney has received in this deal. You ready? 20th Century Fox Film Corporation, 20th Century Fox, 20th Century Fox Animation, Fox Family, Fox Searchlight Pictures, Fox 2000 Pictures, 20th Century Fox Television, Fox 21 Television Studios, FX Networks, FX Productions, National Geographic Partners, Fox Networks Group International and now Disney will have a 60% stake in Hulu. This is going to give them properties and franchises such as X-Men, Fantastic Four, Avatar, Kingsman, Simpsons, the list goes on. Obviously, this has far-reaching implications for entertainment as a whole, and, one could argue, a lot more than that, even. But the reason this is important to Netflix is because Disney is planning on launching its own streaming service, Disney+. Plus. Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, told the New York Times in an interview, quote, this will allow us to greatly accelerate our direct-to-consumer strategy, which is our highest priority, end quote. And with all the properties under Disney's new belt, this is serious competition. They've already cancelled productions of the well-received Netflix Marvel shows like Jessica Jones, Luke Cage and Daredevil, with the expectation of bringing them over to their service. However, it's not just Disney. Apple has just announced their own video subscription service, Apple TV+. Good morning and welcome to the Steve Jobs Theatre. As you can tell, today's going to be a very different kind of event, but we have even more to contribute to the TV experience. Apple TV Plus. With a competitive lineup of shows ready to go, it looks like Netflix's lunch is very much under threat of being eaten. So, as well as having a large library of original content, they're investing in something altogether unique. Interactive content. Charlie Brooker's interactive sci-fi film Bandersnatch was a hit. It was very well received and it worked very well as a proof of concept idea. And now Netflix is doubling down on that with an interactive choose-your-own-adventure show starring Bear Grylls, called You Versus Wild. My adventure is up to you. We've got two options of what to do here. Either step really tentatively or crawl like a seal. You're on this journey with me. Decide. We're going to be seeing the landscape change very soon. What does that mean for us? We're going to be getting far more original movies and TV shows. Unfortunately, they'll be exclusive. Meaning we're going to have to pay for each service separately as if we don't already have enough subscriptions to everything in life as it is. So let me know what you guys think. Are you happy to pay for all these different subscription services? Or would you rather have an aggregate service that combines all of these different streaming services into one? It may be more expensive, but you've got it all in one place. Almost like a traditional TV subscription. Let me know on social media. You can find the links below. Thank you very much. See you soon. You've been listening to The Three Pixels Podcast with Alan Taylor, Martin Gregory, and me, Ben Ridley. Music provided by Epidemic Sound. With that, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Good night.